KYW Original Podcasts. This is KYW In Depth. I'm Tom Rickert. Time to look at the economy and how it's holding up as the pandemic continues. This week, we talk unemployment, bankruptcy, and numbers to keep an eye on with our friend David Fiorenza, Associate Professor of Practice, Villanova School of Business. Always a fun conversation. Give a listen. Let's start as we often do with unemployment. 1.3 million new claims last week. Uh, Once again, it's going down a little, but it's still a breathtaking amount of people. And are you surprised we haven't dropped below a million? It really has kind of held steady for the most part the last month or so. It has, Matt. You are correct. I am waiting for that magic week when we can talk and say, that the numbers are below 1 million. They are falling. Last week's numbers were revised downward a little bit, 99,000, which helps. Uh, it's the 13th straight week that claims have exceeded 1 million. I never thought I would be saying that to you. I thought maybe two to three months we would see this. But now we are in our fourth month of claims over 1 million people. And how concerned are you you know, when you look at the nation, things have gotten better in the Delaware Valley, but you've got the, the virus out of control in the southwest, the south out west. Uh, could we see these unemployment claims spike or at least start to creep up just because a lot of places are going to have to close down again? We could. We could. In our area, they've taken lots of measures in the tri-state area. Hopefully that won't happen, much to the chagrin of a lot of people. But uh, I know people want to get out and they want to work. They want to get out. They want to play. They want to go out and they want to recreate and and go to all the restaurants and shop. Uh, We're being very cautious, it looks like. And for some reason, uh, we're not seeing these numbers go down as quickly as I'd like to see them go down. So it leads me to believe that there are pockets in the country that have already shut down and those people are back out. On, on the unemployment lines. We're starting to see a lot of companies kind of foretell layoffs. I think we heard Wells Fargo, there's some talk mm-hmm. of their plans and, and other companies. Are we, should we be bracing for another wave of layoffs that's not necessarily all the shutdowns like restaurants and stuff like that where it's immediate, but a lot of these companies starting to tighten the belt or look ahead to 2021 and really starting to streamline based on everything they've gone through? We could see that, and we would see that people would be looking for other industries to work in, whether it's IT, whether it's healthcare, uh, the service industry, that we're going to lose some employees in banking and financial services. We're going to lose some people in retail as well as more and more businesses such as Brook Brothers this week announced bankruptcy proceedings, which is more of a way to protect them against uh, their the debt collectors, if you will. But they have 500 stores and that's an American company and their factories are in America. So if companies like that, as well as Wells Fargo, as you mentioned, continue to tighten the belt, we could see another increase in unemployment between now and the end of the year. And you mentioned the Brooks Brothers bankruptcy. We're seeing a lot of corporate bankruptcies, some of them not surprising at all, some of them a little bit of an eye raise. Uh, when you get the amount of corporate bankruptcies and how how can that drag on the economy and how concerned are you about that drag on the, the economy? 
Well, for some of this, it was only a matter of time where some of these bankruptcies were going to occur. Places like Brooks Brothers was having issues because of the fact that we had what we call casual days at work, and people were already starting to work at home anyway um, throughout the past couple of years. The Internet uh, having the ability to do technology through Zoom and other kinds of things before COVID has relaxed a lot of the uh, dress codes and regulations that people had at work. And then my concern was places like Neiman Marcus, a little bit more of an upscale store from, let's say, Nordstrom's or a Macy's. I'm wondering where are the shoppers who are buying the luxury goods, the ones who actually have higher income levels than the majority of people in the United States. If they're not shopping as much as they used to in the past, uh, that's a concern. We have to take a look and see what's going to be happening in 2021 for retail, for the financial services, and now even tourism as Disney starts to reopen, Hershey Park, and all the other great places um, in our state and throughout the country start opening up. We keep coming back to this the last few weeks, but that enhanced federal unemployment runs out at the end of the month, that extra $600 that's been so critical for so many people. What do you think is going to happen? What kind of action do you think Congress is going to take, if any, to continue or enhance that? And especially while we've talked about the first-time unemployment claims have kind of inched down, even though they're still astronomical, the amount of people filing for this federal unemployment has actually gone up, which is troubling. It is. that That's the one number we don't hear a lot about. And we're still having issues at a lot of the state levels of getting that money filtered from the federal government straight to the state governments and then into the hands of the people, whether it's direct deposit, whether it's debit cards. Uh, at some point, uh, Congress has to make a decision. Uh, I hope they make the right decision. I think the decision should be that the people need the money. The small businesses need the money. They're the ones that have to buy food. They're the ones that have to pay their rent and their utilities. And in addition to the unemployment, you mentioned cash to the people. There's a lot of talk about another direct cash payment to people. Uh, it sounds like the Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell, I think his first, the, the first number I saw him offer was $40,000 or less. People that make that much would be targeted. And it's obviously a group that needs help. But do you think it will end up, if assuming they do it, it will be more robust? Or do you think they will specifically target the, the people that have been hammered the most there at the bottom end of the income scale? Right, Matt. Great question. I always have a hard time trying to figure out Congress, what they're going to do from time to time, year to year, decade to decade. But I think that 40000 threshold, they could raise a little bit to 50000 maybe a family of two, a family of four to 60000 because a lot of these people could be in the service industry. They could be what would have been a great hospitality and tourism industry in our tri-state area, uh, working one job, two jobs, and then uh, the significant other working a job, maybe part-time or full-time. And, and when you have people who are working three jobs, now you're down to one their savings level may not be the same as somebody who has a larger salary. And that's a concern. Uh, are their credit cards maxed out? Are they missing payments on their rent, mortgage, car payment? All the things that is what I consider to be what most Americans want, a home, a car, and a good paycheck. We've talked about a lot of numbers. There are so many indicators out there. What are specific indicators, statistics that you keep an eye on that in a situation like this really kind of point what direction we're going? 
Right. That's a good question. I look at a couple of things. So I always look to see what's happening in the real estate market, what is happening is homes are selling, but I'm seeing a lot of people refinance their homes. So people are going through the process with title companies, uh, mortgage companies to lower the rate of interest that they pay on their homes. That's a good thing. They want extra money in their pockets or they want extra money to pay their bills because they don't have the salary they used to have. Uh, the other thing I look at, I always look at housing starts and what they call housing starts just does not mean homes. Housing starts is everything. It's institutional, it's commercial, it's residential, it's apartment buildings. And if I see that tick up, which I'm actually starting to see in the month of June, I started to see housing trends go up, which means summertime is traditionally the time when you would see lots of developers build. But I still see people building apartment buildings. I see them building new new types of stores, whether it's a Whole Foods uh, or, or whether it's uh, strip malls that are revitalizing themselves or repurposing themselves. I'm seeing a lot more of that happening. I'm but I'm seeing a lot of the smaller places close, the ones that had employees of 10 or less, 5 or less, the real mom-and-pop stores, like the consignment shops and the neat little antique shops. They're the ones that are struggling to, to, to stay alive in the small restaurants, too, as well. So, Matt, really, I guess what I'm trying to say is housing is what I always look for. And if I see – because that affects everything. It affects every industry from plumbing to electrical to, uh, to everything from fencing – to maintenance, to, to gardening, everything, landscaping. It, it, it does, it just, every industry is affected when housing starts increase. That's it for this episode of KYW In-Depth. You can listen and subscribe to the podcast on the radio.com app or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. I'm Matt Leon, and we'll have another episode out soon.